Welcome to You Heard It Here First, helping you discover the best that Audible has to offer. I'm your host, Imriel Morgan. Each week, I'm going to be bringing you honest opinions about stories, plays, interviews, and podcasts available to you on Audible. We've got reviews of new releases, helping you stay ahead of the game on the latest exciting audiobooks. Plus, I'll be telling you about some of my favorite hidden gems, books that may not be new, but will still delight you. Not to mention, we'll be joined by two editors from Audible to tell us about their favorite audiobooks. And if that's not enough, each week we'll also be recommending books featured in Audible sessions. What is an Audible session, I hear you ask? It's a podcast from Audible that interviews some of the authors behind your favorite books. And we want to hear from you too. At the end of the show, we'll give you the chance to be on the podcast, sharing your favorite book with all our lovely Audible listeners. So get ready to curl up with your favorite new podcast and hear about some audiobook delights for your listening pleasure. Where do we start? With our featured customer review, of course. We're diving straight into the review section of the Audible website to see what you've been loving. Our first review comes from Victoria, who left this five-star review on Audible's website for MC Beaton's cosy crime novel, His and Hers. Listening to an Agatha Raisin audiobook is like curling up under a merino wool blanket with a large mug of tea on a rainy afternoon. It is a comforting, entertaining listen that's easy to follow and doesn't lose too much if you're multitasking. In my case, marking 180 exercise books and fending off a tantruming toddler. Not a highbrow literary masterpiece, not an edge-of-your-seat, hair-on-end, scare-a-minute thriller, but it loses nothing for this. A rib-tickling caper with a few close scrapes thrown in. Keep them coming, Miss Beaton. That was Victoria's review of His and Hers, an Agatha Raisin novel by M.C. Beaton, narrated by Penelope Keith. Each week, we'll be picking out different reviews from Audible's website to see what you've been loving. Who knows, maybe you'll get to hear your review here. Up next is our featured new release. This is the brand spanking new audiobook that I've been loving and that I can't wait to share with you. This week, our featured new release is Half a World Away by Mike Gale. Half a World Away is a heartfelt story about two siblings, Carrie and Noah, who are separated at a young age and put into care. Their lives eventually collide and it's a heartbreaking story of lost connections, endless hope and breaking damaging cycles. The author Mike Gale is an English author from Birmingham whose other popular titles include Hope Family Calendar and Seeing Other People. A fun fact about Mike is that he does most of his writing in an all-pink bedroom between the hours of 8am and 2pm. He says he's tried to write for longer but just ends up making more tea. So what did I think about the book? I'm not a huge fiction reader and I certainly wouldn't have pictured myself enjoying this family fiction, but I got sucked in. Mike is fantastic at creating realistic dialogues between his characters and I really love the voice of the main character, Kerry. She's a working class single mum from West London and she felt familiar, warm and inviting. It's about what it means to be a family, to long for your family, what it means to lose them or be separated. And I felt like Mike did a phenomenal job of capturing Kerry's yearning for connection and I teared up a bit. The narration by Kai Uche and Joanna Brooks was excellent. There were a couple of dodgy accents for minor characters, but overlooking that, I think they nailed it and really brought the book to life. You'll enjoy this book if you like hearing stories about people with different views of the world. One of the things the book really focuses on is the class system in Britain, so if you're interested in how the working class interacts with the middle class, you'll definitely enjoy this. 
Also, listening to it, I felt like I was engaged in a plot on EastEnders or Coronation Street. Mike's done a great job of documenting the ordinary and even the mundane while keeping the suspense and intrigue high. What I didn't love about the book was the occasional jumping around in the timeline. Personally, I felt that it was harder to navigate what year some of the chapters were set in, and I largely put that down to it being an audiobook. If you're distracted or if you're prone to drifting in and out of a story, you might find this tricky. On top of this, I felt like Mike could have done more to develop Noah's character. He reunites with his sister and they develop a bond that I'm not sure I find entirely realistic given the length of time they've known each other. The characters all come across quite well, almost too positive, which doesn't take away from the story, but I think it does make it just a smidge unrealistic. But for the record, I did love it. And if you love family drama, then this is definitely worth downloading. And if not, why not give it a try? I audibly gasped at some moments and felt myself cheering up as the story progresses. It's beautifully narrated and such an enjoyable listen, and it's just under 12 hours, and honestly, it blew by. I think you'd be hard-pressed to seriously dislike this book. So, that's Half a World Away by Mike Gale, and if you're not sure whether you should take my word for it, here's a clip to show you exactly what I'm talking about. What are Kian and his friend up to today? He asks, two songs in. Anything fun? After karate, I think they're going to Laser Quest, which is right up Kean Street. How about Millie? There's a little pause before he answers, and then he says, Um, she's away skiing with school. He smiles awkwardly and looks embarrassed. That's nice, I say cheerily. I know he's got money. I don't want him to feel awkward about it. Thanks, he replies with a sigh. It's her first time without us, but she's very experienced, so I'm not too worried. It doesn't surprise me in the least that Noah and his family go skiing. Virtually all my clients go at least once a year, some even twice. I can't quite see the attraction myself, bombing down some hill in the freezing cold with two planks of wood tied to your feet. I'd be too worried about breaking my neck or catching pneumonia to enjoy myself. But people with money just can't seem to get enough of it. It's weird. Like some sort of cult they all have to sign up to, or else get kicked out and forever be like the rest of us. That was a clip from Half a World Away, written by Mike Gale and narrated by Kai Uche and Joanna Brooks. Welcome to our Hidden Gem section of the show. Yes, that's right. I've delved into the Audible archives to find a brilliant audiobook that you may have missed. And this week, I've chosen Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi. The book follows the story of Zalia Adebola, who wants to end the oppression of her people, the Magi. The Magi are the people that used to possess magic and rule the kingdom of Orisha. A civil war breaks out between the Magi and the Koshadan. And for any Harry Potter fans, they're the muggles of this magical world. The Koshadan win and magic is banished from Orisha. The story follows Zaylee, her friend Amari, and her brother Zane, who set out to bring magic back to Orisha and free the Magi people. Tomi describes the book as Black Panther with magic, and she says she got the idea to write it in a gift shop in Brazil. Whilst there, she saw a picture of the Orisha for the first time, which are the deities of the Yoruba people of southwestern Nigeria. She had never seen anything like it before and was inspired by the image of black gods and goddesses and began writing her epic adventure. She says the story is not just about magic. It's an allegory for the modern black experience. Tomi says that we should enjoy the story, but keep in mind the unarmed teenagers that have been shot by the police in the USA. So why did I enjoy the book? I personally loved Barney Turpin's narration. 
She's very engaging and dealt with all of the characters with an ease and grace that I just could not believe. There are a lot of them. The emotion she puts in with the characters is remarkable. But it's worth noting that lots of reviewers have been critical of her Yoruba pronunciations. I enjoyed the relationship between Zeli and her brother Zane. But Amari is the standout character for me. She's very intriguing. She's a Koshidan princess of Arisha and she quickly becomes friends and allies with Zaylee and Zane. Her character development is beautifully complex. The book is action-packed and Tomi's description of these scenes are clear, vivid and even cinematic. You'll quickly find yourself immersed in this beautifully developed world that's full of twists and turns and there's a hidden meaning in the book which adds another interesting layer to the story. One thing that I'd like to flag is that the book throws you right into the action, which can be disorientating at first. The Amari chapter, which comes second, really helps to start grounding the story, but it might just be because it's an audiobook, I found it so dense it was hard to grasp exactly what was going on. And while I liked Barney's narration, I felt like it would have been nice to have multiple narrators, as the story is told from so many perspectives. It's quite a long book, so it's a bit of a commitment but you'll definitely get your credits worth. It's great if you're into fantasy or young adult fiction. And here's one of my favourite bits from the book, narrated by Barney Turpin. Light explodes from Binta's hand. It coats the throne room in its magnificence. Brilliant golds, shining purples, sparkling blues. The light arcs and shimmers as it cascades, a never-ending stream erupting from Binta's palm. Skies, I gasp, terror at war with the awe bubbling inside my chest. Magic. Here, after all these years, father's old warnings of magic bloom inside my head. Tales of battle and fire, darkness and disease, Magic is the source of all evil, he would hiss. It will tear Orisha apart. Father always taught Inan and me that magic meant our deaths. A dangerous weapon, threatening the existence of Orisha. As long as it existed, our kingdom would always be at war. Like what you've heard? You can find Tomi Yemi's book, Children of Blood and Bone, by searching for it on the Audible website. <laughs> And on You Heard It Here First, I'm not the only one who will be recommending you some audio goodness. Joining me every week in the studio will be two editors from Audible to tell me about the books they've been loving. First up is Harriet Poland. Hello, Harriet. Hello. Can you start by telling me a little bit about yourself and what it is that you love about audiobooks? I work in Audible's content development and acquisition team, which is a kind of formal way of saying that I commission original audiobooks and also work with publishers on some of the books that they are creating in print. So um, this job came up and I was incredibly excited because I think the intimacy of audio is quite unique. And I think that ability to connect directly with either a writer or a narrator, um, characters in a novel or either in some astonishing nonfiction. Yeah, I think it's incredible. Okay, so what have you chosen for us today? Who's it by and what's it about? I've chosen Love Factually by Laura Mooker. I love that book. 
Yeah, I'm obsessed. I chose it because it is the only book, I probably shouldn't say this, but it is the only book I've ever just sat and listened to. I usually listen to audiobooks while I'm, you know, commuting or cooking or doing anything. Mm -hmm. And this book, I got home and I was listening to it and I went and sat on my balcony and drank a (laughs) cup of tea and just listened to it for about an hour, which I have never done. It's so compelling and fascinating. It's all about why we fall in love, who we fall in love with, what happens, why it goes wrong, why it goes right. And the author interviewed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people and has sort of condensed that into this just fascinating insight into love. It's actually brilliant. I have read it and I have listened to it again. I agree. I think she's done a phenomenal job of bringing to life why we fall in love and made it super accessible and easy to understand and digest. And you're right, I did find myself just sitting around just listening to it instead of trying to do other things. Yeah, it's amazing. And I think the way that she connects you to those individual stories is so powerful, her kind of overview. And then you just slip into someone's lives. And there's obviously something about her character that means that people just open up Mm -hmm. immediately and she talks about that in the book that you know she'll just be waiting for a bus and just nudge the person next to her and be like are you happy in your relationship (laughs) and they seem to tell her what more did you love about it so i found in particular attachment theory so Mm. fascinating i think it's a relatively new psychological sort of theory um certainly there doesn't seem to be many like buzzfeed articles about it yet um (laughs) But it's the idea that people who are really needy, it's because of how their, you know, mother treated them when they were little. Um, yeah. Did you try and like diagnose yourself? Yes. And I, what did you get? I got avoidant, which is, I think, not good news, but um, it was very interesting nonetheless. What about you? I'm anxious avoidant, that really rare category. I did all oh, the wow. tests too. <laughs> <laughs> Does this mean the, we'd be in a bad worst. relationship or a good one? Both. <laughs> the worst of the bunch, I think. <laughs> as soon as I get like too close, I start to move away. And then when they're too far away, I want to be close again. It's just, it's a mess. It's oh, yeah. Mess. I mean, that sounds right up my street. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny when you listen to it and then everyone that you, all of your friends, you're like, ah, oh, classic avoidant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I started diagnosing people too. It's like, oh, you've got anxious attachment style. Yeah, bad luck. (laughs) (laughs) Not for me. Is there anything that made you think, hmm, I'm not so sure about that? One thing that's interesting is that it's a straight narration. So she read out all of the interviews and she does a really brilliant job at that. But I think what's amazing in audio is just connecting to a different voice. Mm -hmm. So it sort of felt like if she did that book in the future, you would have all of those other voices in it and immediately have that connection with a specific voice i think she did a really good job overall but i know what you mean and some of those stories were really tragic and it would have been nice to connect with that person's story in a more i guess visceral way yeah especially when you're talking about exactly tragedy or um very personal things to get the kind of waver in someone's voice when they're talking about something so personal i think is um is what's really powerful really valid point did not think of that I see what you do. Work in all your books. You do. That's why you're an expert. <laughs> okay. Finally, how long was the book, and do you think it was worth it? Um, it was ten hours and thirty-five minutes long. <laughs> I think it's definitely worth it. In fact, it's that book that I've told so many people to listen to, um, and they've all loved it too. Amazing. Thanks, Harriet. Thank you. Love Factually by Laura Mooker was Harriet's pick of the week. 
Laura has spoken about love on lots of occasions, and she says that heartbreak is real. The pain in your chest has an official name, stress cardiomyopathy. It's caused by the heart muscles suddenly weakening because it's stunned. And not only that, your heart's left ventricle changes shape. It's thought to be caused when the heart muscle is overwhelmed by stressful situations, causing a huge release of adrenaline. So next time you feel a bit of heartache, you can tell people it's a very real thing. And now, hoping to equally impress us with their pick is Victoria. Hey, Victoria. Hey. Can you tell us more about what you do? Yeah, so I work in the team at Audible where we look at content acquisition and development. So we look at choosing what best titles we want to go on our site. Sounds fun. Yeah, it's a lot of reading, (laughs) which is good. (laughs) And listening? Of course, yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us about the book you've chosen and why? Yes. So I've chosen My Friend Anna by Rachel Deloach-Williams. So it's the story about Anna Dalvey, who was exposed in some New York magazine articles and she was called the fake German heiress. So she was this Russian-born woman who moved to New York in like 2013 and just claimed that she was this heiress to a trust fund of like 60 million euros. What? And everybody just kind of believed her. And so she was staying at all these incredible New York hotels, promising to wire transfer the the money for it later, and just like living this like glitzy, glam New York life without paying for any of it. So from 2013, she basically lands in New York and managed to just live for free. Yeah. Until she was exposed. Yes. (laughs) Brilliant. Yeah, I know. She's become like this iconic woman on Twitter that people are like, how did she do this? It's like a legitimate like Joanne the Scammer moment. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Who's the author and can you tell us a little bit about them? The author is Rachel Deloach-Williams. She became friends with Anna during this time and they met through fashion friends. And so the book starts with the demise of their friendship, where Anna took Rachel and two other friends to Morocco for this supposedly all-expenses-paid trip. But her credit cards stopped working, in air quotes, while she was there. Um, so she asked Rachel to front the costs, which was like $60,000. Oh, my goodness. And she was like, I promise I'll pay you back. Yeah, yeah. And obviously never paid her back. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel then went to the police about it and used Instagram to hunt her down when she went on the run. That is insane. Yeah. I would have a heart attack if anyone <laughs> charged £60,000 to my account. I know. Did you know the backstory before you read the book? So kind of. I didn't know the stuff about Rachel and how Anna had deceived her friends. What prompted it was there was this article which kind of was what exposed Anna. And so I kind of read the article and was like, what the hell is going on with this? Last year and this year has been kind of pitched as being the year of the scam with like fire festival. Oh my God, yes. And yeah. <laughs> so I've just got really into like all these weird stories of deception. And then I saw this book come out and I was like, I need the deep dive into like what happened here. Did it satisfy your curiosity? Yes. It covers everything from how Rachel and Anna became friends right through to Anna going to prison. So Rachel like helped track her down and she's now incarcerated somewhere in the US for like at least four years. Oh my goodness. She had bills of like $300,000 that she'd just racked up in New York 
without anybody stopping her. I kind of love her. I know, exactly. <laughs> this is I'm really iconic. Yeah. yeah, it's a really bold thing to do. <laughs> I kind of appreciate it. Um, what did you love about the book specifically? While it's kind of fascinating that Anna managed to do this and get away with it, it's really sad because like a lot of what Rachel talks about is not just the fact that she's 60 grand down but she like lost somebody who she was like incredibly close to yeah and so it's quite emotional as well as just being this like whirlwind of a story yeah is there anything you didn't like so much um i think it kind of goes into the background about rachel's career and you know you just want the like juicy bits of the story (laughs) you're just waiting for the meat yeah nice for you rachel but you can keep it yeah exactly (laughs) and how did you feel about anna do you think there was any bias from rachel i mean there's got to be right when someone's put 62 grand on your credit card and (laughs) you've then got to try and like make that work but i think actually rachel was quite generous in the way that she talked about her in some respects like she still talks about how she was like a good friend and like they had like an amazing time together it's just it was all kind of under the guise of lies i guess yeah that's really tragic yeah (laughs) what made you stop what you were doing and just listen i just couldn't stop listening to it just because it's just this wild story i think because it's rachel telling it and because it's so personal to her it just felt really invested in it as well but am i really going to take the time to use one of my coveted audible credits for this audiobook i mean i think it's absolutely worth it Like, it is, like, a substantial, like, in-depth look at this wild lifestyle. Sounds good. I feel like that's a credit's worth. Yeah. Thanks, Victoria. Thanks. You can find My Friend Anna by Rachel Deloach-Williams on Audible's website, along with all the other great books we've recommended so far. If you're enjoying this podcast, please do subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you're loving it, leave us a rating and review. Now back to the show. If you haven't realised by now, we're really showing you all that Audible has to offer, and this next segment is no exception. Audible Sessions is another podcast from the Audible team, where they bring in some of your favourite authors to talk about their new releases and exciting new projects. This week, it's a clip from Benjamin Zephaniah's Audible Session. Benjamin is a poet, lyricist and musician. He chatted to Holly Newson about his autobiography, The Life and Rhymes of Benjamin Zephaniah. A lot of people live their lives... And at the end of it, you know, they're going, well, what have I done, you know? And to be honest, I mean, this may sound a weird thing to say, but I include you in this. We work in the creative area. We're really lucky, you know, we're doing things that we love. We go to work and we're meeting people that are interesting and all that kind of stuff. But I always remember that the majority of people are doing jobs they don't like. You know, working with people they don't like. You know, the work has no connection to them, no spiritual or physical connection to them. They're just doing it. And so when people come up to me and they say that my work has inspired them in some way, I always say to them that, you know, I'm just like you. It's just that I found my path and I hope that you can find yours. And when you look at sort of your life and your work, you said there that the autobiography has been different. Do you somehow see them as separate? Because the autobiography recognising your life separate from just what you've put out there. Yes, I mean, there's there's obviously crossovers because my autobiography talks about the politics and what I was doing and, and a lot of that was public anyway. But the autobiography goes to another level because it's just so personal. I, I wrote a poem about being infertile 
but I never wrote about the process, you know, of going for being tested and all that kind of stuff. Um, some people know that I was once married and that the marriage fell apart quite suddenly without me really expecting it. I've never really written about that. But um, writing an autobiography, a really honest autobiography, is just like opening up your heart to the world. And um, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really loved Benjamin's energy in this interview. I think Holly asked some amazing questions that really opened him up. And I personally had to stop what I was doing and just rewind as he talked about his experience with male infertility. I don't think we often hear a lot about that in our community. And I think that is just so valuable to talk about and to see and to hear. And it's super refreshing. You can listen to Benjamin Zephaniah's full Audible session by searching for it on Audible, where you can also find his autobiography, The Life and Rhymes of Benjamin Zephaniah. But before that, it's time to take a trip to our genre corner. You've heard from us, but now we want to hear from you. Each week, we're asking you to send us a voice note telling us about an audiobook, podcast or audio drama that you love. Do you fancy yourself as an expert in sci-fi? Or maybe vampire romance is more your speed? This is your chance to shout about something new you're loving or an old favourite you can't stop listening to. This week, we've selected young adult fiction and our recommendation comes from Sydney. Here's what she had to say. I really enjoyed the novel, Seventeen and Trying to Survive, which is a young adult book. It's really well written and well read. It's kind of this zero to hero story, which is quite moving and makes you really thankful for your own life. It's nice and easy to get through. I won't spoil anything, but you definitely want to follow the main character and see how she sticks things out. I have the hard copy too, actually, but I first came across the story when starting out at university and it just kind of made me think that maybe I don't have things as bad as I thought and maybe there actually is a way to turn things around in life. So really positive message and overall really grateful that I had the opportunity to come across this book. Thanks, Sydney, for that lovely, touching review. That was Sydney's review of Seventeen and Trying to Survive by Morgan Gregory. You can find it on Audible. Remember, this is your chance to get your favourite audio recommended on You Heard It Here First. Send us a 90-second clip telling us why your favourite listen should be the next bit of audio on everybody's hit list, and you might get featured here. Just record a voice note on your phone and email it over to us on yhihf at audible.co.uk. That's the first letters of You Heard It Here First. But remember, keep this a spoiler-free zone. What are you waiting for? Now's your chance to go and listen to some amazing audio on the Audible website or app. And don't forget to send us your book reviews for Genre Corner. You've been listening to You Heard It Here First, an Audible original produced by Content is Queen. Presented by me, Imriel Morgan, and featuring Harriet Poland and Victoria Haslam. It was produced by Ellie Clifford, original music by Seth Bradford. For Audible, the executive producer was Holly Newson, the production executive was Hayley Nathan, and the commissioning editor was Kent DePinto. Pinto.